Welcome to The Red Podcast, a place for bold, inspired, outrageously courageous, and just a tad bit naughty women leaders come together. I'm Elaine Kalila, and I'm the founder of the Priestess Presence Temple, a sisterhood of over 80,000 women. For the past 25 years, I've had the great pleasure and privilege of supporting, inspiring, catalyzing, and initiating women to remember who they are. The Red Podcast is a place where you can come to lean into your edges, listen for that which yearns to be expressed more fully through you, and to say yes to the places that probably scare you. More importantly, I'm going to be talking with some amazing women who are spiritual and grounded, and we're going to be chatting about what it takes for each one of us to step into the legacy of our purpose and fully bring it to the world that we're here to co-create. Your presence is a gift, so I say bring it. We're here to listen to your red, your leading edge, that place of evolution within you. Hope you enjoy the conversations. Well, hello, my red women, red sisters across the world. It's Elaine Kalila coming back to you, beaming in with a brand new season of the Red Podcast. And I'm so excited. This is our third season and I don't know, there's been so many amazing conversations that have happened in the last year with women who are birthing new worlds out of their work, out of their relationships, out of their imaginations. And as you know, this Red Podcast is really focused on conversations, dialogues, offerings, artistry, creativity from women who are like you really here walking the evolutionary path, walking that edge walker's path of birthing a new world into being through our own work. And however you define that work through our creative work, our pleasurable work, our relational work, through all the places where we put our attention and our focus, we are dedicated and devoted to one thing. And that one thing is to more deeply choosing to walk in the way of love, to be emissaries of the possibility of a more beautiful world that we know is actually possible. And that is a line that I learned from a very amazing gentleman by the name of Charles Eisenstein, who wrote a book with that very similar title, The More Beautiful World That We Know Is Possible. So I wanted to open this season by acknowledging where we are in the Northern Hemisphere, which is in the dark of winter. We are literally in midwinter. And much to the antithesis of Kronos time and the Gregorian calendar, which says that January should be the month where we are planning and taking action and doing stuff and making offers and pushing ourselves out there into the world. There is another more intrinsic rhythm. And even as I start to say that, I can feel my body begin to undulate begin to find its way into this other kind of time. And that is Kairos time, circular time, where Kronos time goes from beginning to middle to end in a linear line. Kairos time goes in circles of ever, ever returning, the eternal return. These two kinds of time are actually two facets, right, of our life experience. 
and they are both equally as important. Only Kronos time, the linear time, has been given much, much more credence and has in fact been hugely dominant in the patriarchal ideology, in the idea of how we should live our lives. And so I want to dedicate this Red Podcast, this very first episode, to setting a cadence with you all. I'd like to share a story with you about this rhythm and the rhythm that I'm feeling in my body as I speak. You know, I remember maybe 20, 25 years ago when I first was living in the Bay Area in San Francisco. And I came across a conference and it was called the Red Web Conference. And I was intrigued. It was a conference that was dedicated to the divine feminine, to speaking into the blood mysteries. And there was an incredible woman that I met there. Her name was Kelly Rose Mason. She was pregnant when I met her. And she had called this conference with all of these amazing elders from the world of divine feminine and feminist scholarly pursuit. There were names of women that I had studied whilst being in graduate school. There was Vicki Noble, and there was Starhawk, and there was Tamara Slayton, and there was these women who, Alexandra Pope, these women who I had understood as being my foremothers, the women who had begun to teach me to help me remember, to remember to bring back that which has been rent asunder into wholeness, to remember this knowing, this intrinsic knowing in my own body. And it was the knowing that was connected into the red thread, into the blood mysteries, into this kind of time that was rooted in our bodies, in the feminine body. It was the fractal of time that went from this awareness of our menstrual cycle being 29 days or thereabouts and the moon cycle being one lunation, being 28 or 29 days, depending on how you're counting it. And this feeling of this intimate connection between our bodies, the cycle of our bodies going from pre-ovulation through to ovulation where the egg ripened within us and if unfertilized through to the pre-menstruation and the menstrual phases where we released the lining of the womb, the shedding, the letting go and how this physical manifestation of the life and death and rebirth cycle was so intimately woven into our own life experience. I remember my mind being blown by the conversations, by the awareness. And I remember coming across this incredible theory by an early feminist scholar called Judy Gran, and she talked about the metaphoric theory and in her theory, she talked about how, from her point of view, she saw that menstruation was what had created culture, that indeed menstruation had been at the forefront of creating the way of understanding 
that our bodies and the moon were connected and that this had led to the art of mathematics. And the way that she understood that was that ancient peoples, ancient women, shamankas would sit and they would carve lines upon pieces of bone or stones and these lines would correlate to the moon's lunation and also to the menstrual cycle. And there was a correlation between the two and in that was born this tracking of the cycle this understanding that there was an eternal return back to the beginning again, and that the seasons emulated this. Even the days emulated this from dawn to daylight to dusk and night again. That everywhere we could look inside of our world, from the macro to the micro, this cycle is repeated, is recapitulated, it is a fractal. I remember when I learned about this Kairos time, about this cyclical time, about the power of menstruation, about the power of the cycle. This 25 years ago, I I remember being blown apart as if on an atomic level in my body, there was something that came and said, how could no one have told me this? How could this not have been instilled inside of me? How could there not have been a class on this in school? How could we have missed this incredibly rich mystery of life, death, and rebirth in life? And I remember feeling this urgency inside of my own body that this needed to be shared, this information needed to be shared, and at the time I was working as an intern therapist at a women's recovery center where women were in recovery from severe drug abuse, from severe eating disorders. And I was specializing in working with women in recovery from trauma and abuse. And I had this deep knowing that somehow these women needed to know about this cycle of life, about their menstrual cycle, about the power that was held in their bodies. And they needed to know this because somehow or another this was going to help them have a map by which they could see when they were being in cravings and maybe triggers that were hormonally informed that were coming because they were in their cyclical nature, either pre-ovulation, ovulation, pre-menstruation or menstruation, that there was this, this clock, this time inside their body that was navigating this process and that none of us had been given the keys to understanding ourselves and that for so many of us, so many of us, so many of us, We lost without those keys. And I remember feeling that there had been a massive betrayal, which there has been, of the feminine. That this this menstrual cycle, this cycle of life in our bodies had not only just been ignored, but also reviled and shamed and made into something dirty and something we weren't meant to look at and something that we weren't meant to be with, that we weren't meant to interface with, that we best just shut up and hide it. And I remember starting this program way back then, 25 years ago, with the women and studying with them. And we called it Recovering Womanhood. (laughs) And I believe that program is still running in some form. And we 
created it together by studying the cycles of the moon, by listening to the bodies. And at the same time, this was when the vagina monologues had first come out and Eve Ensler was starting her whole movement around the V-Day. And so there was this conversation coming from the vaginas, from the yonis, all the words that we would use to talk about our experience. And there was this liberation happening in the conversation about this part of our bodies, about our feminine bodies, about how we experience being in these bodies and what our yonis, our vaginas, our pussies would say. And so I'm telling you this story. Because in my own life, this recognition of the importance of cyclical time, of Kairos time, of the Shamanka time, has been one that has changed how I live my life, has changed how I do my sacred business, how I work in the world, has changed everything about how I feel, about how to locate myself seasonally, how to locate myself in the wheel of the year, how to use that map that is a fractal of the map that we see in the astrological maps, that we see recapitulated in all of the maps that show us this movement, this human journey that we're on, that we're not just moving forward from the birth to death, but that in our lives there are many births and many deaths that take place, many things that we will travel through, many seasons that we will travel through. And as I am at this moment in my life, standing at that nexus point between mother and queen or empress, right? I'm standing at that nexus point where I am deep in the menopausal journey and where even as I speak now, it has been a few moons since I last bled, and that this journey of bleeding and not bleeding, of locating and not being located inside of that cycle that had governed much of my life as a younger woman, has shifted. And with it, my sense of who I am is shifting. And I know that this is true for all of us who are in this phase of our lives that we are being called to live differently, that there is a way in which the sovereign queen, the empress as an archetype, is calling us away from the mother, the mother who was tending and nurturing and giving and giving and giving of the life force to the projects, to the family, to the children, to the lovers, to the animals, there is a reorientation, a regathering. Lara Owen talked about it as being holding the blood within us, bringing the blood back inside, blood becoming gold. The alchemy of that. And so what's real for me this year is that I've been revisiting this somehow, this return of my awareness of the years of bleeding and now this shift. And I'm shifting back in my seat. It's like a feeling, right, where the mother might outstretch her arms toward you to welcome you in. The empress or the queen sits back in her throne 
<laughs> lets her back be supported by the vertical power of being connected into source and is here to receive, but is sitting back in her chair, in her throne, is resting back into her center. And I'm wondering how many of you who are listening in this moment are at this phase of the journey and how many of you are actively cycling. And it is this beautiful journey of the feminine embodiment that we are just now really learning about through our consciousness, through each one of us who is being called to interface with our bodies in a different way, to interface with our work in a different way, to risk, to dare, to counter the cultural norm. You know, as I sit here in the Great Mother Moon, which is what we work with in the Priestess Presence Temple in January, Great Mother Moon, she is the one who brings us back into the womb space of sitting in the dark. And as I'm recording this podcast, it is very dark outside. It is raining. Everything is closed in. Everything points to this desire to go within, to be held within, to be listening in the darkness. And in the Chiron time, this, this circular time, we are invited at this point, midwinter, between winter solstice and in bulk, to be in the dark. This is the place where the seed is lying dormant in the earth, where we don't know yet. We don't know yet what will become. We know it will become because we have seen the cycle so many times in our lives, recapitulating, we know there will be a growth, that there will be a moment at Imbolc when the shard of light returns, that the light at equinox will come back into balance, and at solstice we will be in the brightest light here in the northern hemisphere, summer solstice in June. But we know that in this moment, it is a magic moment. It is a mysterious moment. It is a moment to listen. Listen in to the dream time, to the symbolic world, to the language of the soul that lives within us, the poetry that wants to emerge, to inform us about what this year holds for us. The murmurings are there, but we have to sit in the dark. And if we move too quickly in this phase, if we urge ourselves towards knowing too quickly and we push through that natural rhythm and we force ourselves because that's the deadline that the Gregorian calendar has given us or the Kronos time seems to be pushing at us, pushing us, we, we must release we must gracefully resist that pushing. I have a really close friend of mine. We call her the elephant. <laughs> and she happens to have been one of the women that 25 years ago, 
I became fast and dear friends with during our red web days. And we worked in the world of conscious menstruation together for many years. And we called her the elephant. And there were three of us. There was the eagle, the elephant, and I was the giraffe. (laughs) And we would convene as eagle, elephant, and giraffe to have our meetings. And the elephant taught us about the graceful art of resisting that pushing of time to come down into the chthonic, the earth, to listen to earth time. Gaia time. This chthonic time that moves more slowly. And so I'm going to invite you to feel that rooting in for a moment in your own body of where you are being called to listen, where you're being called to listen in more deeply. Each one of us carries the seeds of all things within us. You know, I remember when I found out that when we are born as babies and baby girls, we have all the eggs we're ever going to produce already in our ovaries as follicles. And there's literally, I don't know the number now, but an astounding number of eggs, potential eggs, potential seeds within us. And so every year of our life, we get to make manifest on these seeds, these eggs, this creative juice, this incredible capacity that we have to consciously manifest with the cycles of our life. And that is what the wheel of the year gives us. It gives us a map. That is what the menstrual menstrual cycle gives us, is a map. That's what the phases of our life from the maiden to the mother to the empress or queen and to the crone gives us. It's a map, but it's not a linear map. It's a map where we travel through all phases every moon, that we get to touch into all phases of ourselves in multiplicity, in multidimensionality. You are equally maiden, mother, empress, and crone in every moment. You have access to that wisdom that comes from those different specific phases of the potential being born, to it being grown and nurtured to its fullest expression, to the letting go, to the harvesting, to the ripening of the the seed, the, the quintessential the essence coming into the seed to being laid in the dormant earth yet again. This fundamental cycle is so rich and it's a travesty that we have not had the keys to this mystery, that we have not been taught this as women in our bodies. The red connection to all life force, the red connection to our blood, to our history, to our lineages, to our mothers and their mothers before them. The red web of life lives in every single one of us and it informs us. And when we start to listen to it, we reorganize our lives. So I remember when I first started offering the Divine Feminine 
temple work into the world, the online world. This was about 10 years ago now. Priestess Presence was born. And I had a very clear insight that everything needed to line up with this wheel of the year, this Celtic wheel of the year, that how I did my sacred business work, when we launched and opened things, when we would bring energy forward, when we would lie dormant, needed to go with the wheel of the year and that we would travel through the wheel of the year together, going through each of these different archetypal faces and the wheel of the year held in the fractal of the lunar cycle, held in the fractal of the daily cycle. You know, all of these levels and layers that were just repeating the same core information. And when I did that, something profound shifted. It was as if I felt this ground swell of support unseen support coming toward me, like this deep holding that I didn't have to figure it out anymore, that it was already here and it wasn't even something to be figured out. The earth mama, Pachamama, Gaia, Terra Sophia was already telling me, this is how life works. This is how creation works. This is how manifestation works. Tune in, align yourself with the natural unfolding, the natural movement in your blood, in your breath, in your bones. You are encoded with this because you are not just part of this earth. You are this earth. You are a living, breathing cell of mother's body. And when that really landed in me as a knowing, not a mental construct, but an embodied knowing, I felt that support. And that's the only way I can really describe it. It was like there was a big outbreath and I just went, oh, I felt like I stopped fighting against something and I started to go with that flow. And that flow is a resonant harmonic of how our lives want to flow. There are moments to rest and there are moments to take action. And the seasons tell us this, the astrology tells us this, the movement of the planets tells us this, our own menstrual cycle tells us this, our in-breath and our out-breath tells us this. We are that cycle. And this is at the heart of the Red Podcast, is that there is something so ancient that we are being called to hear, to listen to so ancient, and yet it is timeless, which is actually what ancient means. Ancient doesn't mean old, it means timeless. And it is timeless because it steps us out of this forward momentum moving time and this chronos time that leads us on the journey, forward momentum, getting things done, is a beautiful thing. It's not that chronos time is inherently bad. It is that there has been an imbalance between these different kinds of experience of time. And that when we're stuck in time, moving forward, constantly moving, and we do not attend to the cycle, to the natural rhythm, we miss the moment. 
We're too busy trying to get somewhere to be in the moment of the magic that wants to unfold when we attend and attune to a deeper rhythm. So how you get caught in time. My Meister Eckhart, who is a 13th century mystic, said that what stands in the way in between us and contacting with God is time. That time is the obstruction that stops us from connecting to the divine. And when I really contemplated that invitation, that awareness, I could feel how everything that I teach inside of Temple, everything that I bring to my work with women inside the deeper coaching programs and the mentoring programs that I'm doing at this time, is rebalancing, is allowing there to be space for you to enter into a different kind of quality in time, to enter the liminal zone, to find ways to connect with your deeper soul poetry that feeds you in your life, that feeds the actions that you want to take, that feeds the projects that you want to birth. But if we don't allow there to be the space to connect into the depth of that reservoir, of that deep pool within us, of the unconscious, of that place where we get to literally drink from mother's chalice, from the well. If we do not honor that, then we become parched. We become starved. We start taking actions and pushing ourselves into the world based upon what we think we ought to do, not what actually is the wisdom that's living in us. So my invitation for you, my loves, as we start this new podcast series, is to begin to listen in to those seeds that are within you for this year, to begin to dream and hear, see the images and the symbols, see what is showing up in the oracle of your life that may be showing you where your attention, where your intention is being drawn, where you are called to be focusing. But instead of having to know it right now, how about we collectively take an out-breath and open, expand to being more available to actually hearing from the mystery, from the magic. And so I wanted to share with you unexpectedly the three seed words that came to me for this year. And I placed them into this podcast as an amplifier as a way of honoring and devoting myself to the contemplation of what these seed words really will bring into manifestation through me. The first word is inhabit. (laughs) 
And I want to laugh with you for a moment because when I first heard the word, I heard myself using it and I felt that, you know, that prickle on the back of my spine. And I was like, oh, that's the word. That's the word. And yet my ego mind came in and said, well, it's not a very sexy word, is it? Inhabit. Surely there must be a more mystical word that you're going to get for this year. And so I laughed and I decided to sit with it and I started to feel inhabit, inhabit. And I went to the synonyms and the the thesaurus of inhabit, the root, the etymology of the word. And the other words that sit beside it are to dwell, to reside, to abide, to reside within, to hold, to have, to give and receive. And when I fell into all those words, my whole body started to suck that in like it was the nourishment. Oh, and then I remembered that the entire of last year I had been developing and working on this curriculum, this deep teaching from the Magdalene around embodiment, around what does it mean to embody ourselves, to inhabit ourselves, to dwell within ourselves, to come home to being here in our human bodies. You know, when so many of us have a history, as I do, of trauma, of being traumatized, of having things happen that threw me out of my body, it's been a lifelong journey to inhabit this body. And there is something about this moment, about being at this moment, as I cross the threshold from mother to empress, queen, where I am here inhabiting myself in a new way. And my invitation is for you to feel that with me. And I look forward to sharing much more in this coming year of what it means to inhabit, to come home. And then I listened inside of that inhabiting of myself to What are the other seeds, Mother? What are the other places that I'm being called to listen to? And I heard the word come, magic, magic. Yeah, to inhabit this magic of being here. And then the third word came and it was time. Inhabit magical time. And then a fourth word came and it was release. Mm. And I felt the, the, the words coming together and holding me, saying, inhabit magical time, release the attachment, release the constructs, release the structures that no longer serve you inhabiting magical time. I don't know <laughs> what that means. As an embodied being, I just can feel my whole being wanting to drink from that chalice. And that's how we know that we are receiving something that has incredible potential within it to flower and blossom and ripen and fruit within us. Because we are, we are our greatest mastery. We are our greatest creation. Our conscious maturation as beings, as women, 
who are coming back to this cycle of life, to this mystery, to this fantastic, beautiful process of inhabiting ourselves. We are the gift. We are the presence. We are the art piece. You are the art piece of your own conscious manifestation. Oh, it makes me so excited. And so I am really calling you to contemplate your own seed words. And in order for you to do that, I am so excited to bring to you the Great Mother Seed Activation Ritual. And this is a deep dive, an invitation for you to enter into a contemplative space with me here now to connect with the Great Mother Temple, to connect with this energy of this time of year, and to listen in for the seeds that you might be being called to receive at this time. And so I'm going to invite you now to enjoy this meditation as part of my first podcast offering. And I can't wait to hear from you all what seeds you are carrying into this new year. Enjoy, my loves. I want us to take a breath for a moment with everything that has been named, all that has been stirring in you, that is here to be released, because as we enter now into Great Mother's Temple, we truly are being asked to come empty, to empty out, so that we can listen. The art of listening within is a training of our consciousness to be willing to not know, to become the tabula rasa, to become the empty page upon which mother will cast images, sensations, feelings, as our beautiful starshine said, will come to us through the language of the soul. And the soul's language doesn't come in full sentences. (laughs) It doesn't come in clear directives usually. It comes from the opaque, from the poetry, the song, the dance, the breath, a feeling, a fluttering. So attune yourself as we now enter in. And so, my loves, I'm just going to play a little bit of music in the background to bring us into the temple. So you'll hear some bells signaling your consciousness that we're entering in now. And so I invite you to close your eyes And take three big, long, deep breaths all the way down to your root, feeling your sits bones, feeling your root, your perineum on the chair that you are sitting on. (sighs) Gently rocking your pelvis, feeling the connection point. Feeling yourself activating the root, the root 
that will drop down now through the earth that you're sitting on down into mother. This root that comes from your own being that is now being pulled magnetically down through the earth. And on the out breath, you begin to release and empty yourself through this root. Ah, letting go with the sound. Ah. And your root being pulled magnetically down toward the center of the earth, deep, deep, deep down into Terra Gaia, Terra Sophia, into the mother. Ah. Becoming the empty vessel feeling your root wrapping around a deep, rich red ruby in the earth that you feel connected into the life force of the great mother, the blood, the connection into the iron oxide, the minerals, into all of the fecundity out of which you are being nourished in this very moment in the darkness. You, like a seed, lying dormant in mother's deep, dark void of embrace. You, like a seed of great, yet unknown potential, resting in her arms, resting in her embrace. of feeling your root now stretching out through the earth to each side of you reaching out in the darkness tendrils of your roots reaching and touching the roots of the sisters that are here now gathered in the temple touching each other's roots and as we do so beginning to activate and awaken this collective root system, the mycelial network, the highway of crystalline wisdom, lineage information pulsing in the dark. Pulsing like a sonic force in the darkness. We feel our connectivity, our interwovenness. And so feeling this great aliveness in the darkness of this moment, this crystalline network lighting up like the full moon in a dark night sky, illuminating in the soft rays of chatoyant moonlight on dark water. These are the images, the soul nourishing metaphors that mother is weaving to us in this moment. Drink of this space. Drink into every cell of your being 
this nourishment, this field of permission to listen in the dark. And so I invite you now to bring your left hand to your deep belly, to your womb space, and your right hand up to your heart. And to feel the connection here. Heart and womb pulsing together. Heart and deep belly pulsing together. And in your mind's eye, I invite you to see yourself beginning to walk down a pathway, seeing your feet touching the earth, the soles of your feet kissing the bare earth. It is dark, and the only light is the rainbow chatoyant, soft, mother of pearl light of a full moon, bathing everything in her silvery glow. You are called to walk down the pathway into an ancient forest. Ancient trees, grandmothers and grandfathers arching and holding, bathing in the moonlight. As you walk down the pathway, everything is still and silent. As you round the next corner in this pathway, you see ahead of you a cave, a cave entrance into the body of the mother. The moonlight shines inside of the cave and you are called now deep Inside, you begin to walk in the darkness, feeling your feet upon the ancient stones upon which many thousands have walked before you. Ancient mother calling you. Ancient mother calling you. Ancient mother calling you. You begin to spiral down a stone staircase in to the earth, feeling your way, hearing the breath and feeling the rhythm of the heartbeat of all the others who walk with you into this ancient, sacred space. 
spiraling down into the very basement of the world, the womb of great mother herself. You find yourself arriving into a wide open cave. It is bathed through a hole in the ceiling of the cave, in the roof of the cave, where the full moon illuminates everything inside in a soft, beautiful light. As you begin to spiral into the center of this cave, you notice there is a beautiful spiral upon the floor. There is one solitary brazier lit, the fire at the hearth hidden in the deep, deep womb of the mother. You have been here before. You know this place. You remember it in every cell of your being. You sit upon the rock floor. You realize that you are clad in robes of deep red burgundy. You are called into the darkness and the silence. Emptying out, waiting in the darkness for this signal from above that it is time to germinate and begin the great journey. But in this moment, you are dormant and quiet. Surrender to the quiet even more deeply. As you sit, you become aware of the presence of a being who is with you and you open your inner eyes wide to see the vision of the great mother as she appears to you in this moment. However she appears, let yourself see her. See her face, her energy, her frequency, the shape of her, the form of her. Let yourself receive who it is that shows up here. Who is it? How does Great Mother show herself to you? And as you see her, she beams this light of absolute unconditional love toward you such that you are in awe of her presence. 
she comes and she kneels next to you, taking your hands in her hands. Her eyes are ancient, illuminated with a rare and beautiful light. She takes your palms and she begins to caress them and she draws upon them a spiral in red okra on each one of your palms and then kisses them, awakening your hands of light. Into the palms of your hands, she places a seed. Notice, notice how it feels to receive this seed from her. Feel it in the palm of your hand. As you hold this seed, she begins to telepathically communicate with you and she tells you what this seed is. I am here gifting you the seed of listen to what she says. I have been holding this seed for you, beloved daughter, and it is now time for you to take this seed or seeds and to bring them into life through your being. Just listen for what this seed is that may come to you as an image or a word, color or sensation. Just open to receive it now. Taking all the time that you need. Listening for anything that she wants to share with you. About the nature of this seed. About the wisdom of this seed. About how this seed is calling you to grow. to flourish, to initiate, to challenge. I have been holding this seed or seeds for you, my love, since the day that you incarnated into this form. And now is the perfect moment for you to receive this calling from deep within of that which you are to grow through your own being in this next cycle of the year that will bring to you unexpected gifts, challenges, and awareness. I place the seed with you now, beloved daughter. I place it in your charge. 
that you may begin to sit, to listen, to allow, to make space, to recognize what is calling you forward on this soul's journey. In this cycle, and I am always here, nourishing you, holding you, embracing you in my love. As you tread upon this path of conscious manifestation in your own soul's evolution. And so taking your time to let all of the energies that are being transmitted to you in this moment from Mother, to take up space within you, to absorb it into the bloodstream of your own being, to absorb it into every cell of your being as an imprint, a transmission, a frequency of energy that will begin the spark of life in you. That for the next few weeks here before we enter in bulk, you will be sitting in the dark, feeling, listening, receiving, before the beginning of the germination at Imbolc. And so taking this moment to bow to the Great Mother in such gratitude, to bow to all those who are gathered in this space in such gratitude that we journey together, that we are here now as an awakened temple of Mother's love in remembrance of this holy sacred work. And very slowly, you begin to stand and to wind your way back up the spiral staircase out into the silvery moonlit ancient forest, walking back towards this here now moment, beginning to breathe and feel your body beginning to feel yourself as you wiggle your fingers and your toes, as you bring yourself back here now, gently opening your eyes to feel the illumination of this full moon in the darkness. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of The Red Podcast. It's been an honor to have you here with us. As Red Women, we are here leading from the edges of our own evolution, birthing new worlds into being through our bodies, our hearts, our minds, and our beautiful presence. If you would like to be in contact with me, I love hearing from you. You can find me on Instagram at elaine.kalila or over on my website, elainekalila.com. And lastly, I'd like to invite you, if you loved this episode, to go ahead and share this with someone that you think might enjoy it too. 
It's through us sharing our hearts with one another and inspiring one another that we reveal our red, that evolutionary edge that is just waiting to be fully expressed in all aspects of our world. Until next time, many, many blessings. Thank you.